5AA Mornings with Matthew Pantelis. 24 minutes to 12 o'clock on 5AA. State of our state, we do this Monday, having a look at different parts of the state government and uh, what's on offer. And it's not just bureaucracy and red tape and boring government departments. We look at exciting stuff that you can go and be involved in as well. Free stuff that the government puts on, like the Art Gallery of South Australia. And from the Art Gallery, curator Tansy Curtin is in the studio today. Tansy, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. You're talking about Frida and Diego. this is the the new exhibition. It's called Love and Revolution. If anyone's been in the mall over the last week, the uh, the the big art piece that has been constructed just by uh, David Jones, essentially the old uh, Regent uh, Theatre, which is now Dimmock's. Uh, I forget the name of the side street, James Street, Stephen Street, whatever it is, but it leads directly to the art gallery. It's it's right there in the mall, almost by the Chibos, just to give you some more kind of pointers as to where it is because this exhibition has just opened in the last few days Tansy tell us a, a little bit about it that's right the show just opened on Saturday so it's been a long lead up to this exhibition as you say Frida and Diego Love and Revolution and it talks it's a wonderful exhibition about Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera and their cohort of Mexican modernists Okay. and as you say you can see it all around Adelaide and then you can come and see the wonderful works of art in the art gallery yeah, there's a trail around the city isn't there? There certainly is. So we've been working with the Adelaide Economic Development Agency on this wonderful trail where lots of businesses have got on board and have special offerings. And uh, that cube that you talked about in the mm. mall tells you all about the different offerings around uh, the city. And you can do it, you know, do a little wander. There's some drinks on offer. There's paint and sip programs. There's little gifts with purchases. Lots of great things and okay. a, a kind of a great time to celebrate in a little cold and rainy Adelaide. Yeah, right yeah, now. indeed. Right now, is it interactive in that you scan your phone at any thing and things come to life no it's no? not it's not okay. that sort of thing it's more of a kind of a, a real experience is going into businesses and having yeah, that right. moment so yeah okay nice now for people who might think well i've never heard of frida or diego i couldn't tell you what diego looks like but frida if you just think of that lady with the monobrow i think we all know who frida carlo is well that's right and it's <laughs> so interesting you say that because in their lifetimes yeah. diego rivera was Without a doubt, the much more famous artist. Really? Yes. Yeah, so it's really interesting to see how the world has changed. Uh, of course, they're a, a Mexican artist of the first half of the 20th century. Mm. Uh, Diego Rivera was an incredible mural painter. He painted murals throughout Mexico City, known for these beautiful kind of political and social statements. And Frida Kahlo was an artist who wasn't really famous in her lifetime and predominantly painted portraits of herself. Yeah. As you say, that wonderful image we know of her. <laughs> yes. And she's kind of unashamedly looking back at us from her yeah. canvas and she hides nothing. And that's, I think, what's so powerful about her work. That's really interesting. So why why did she just do primarily herself? Is it, I, I mean, is it narcissism or what is it? Yeah, it's an interesting one, you kind of question to ask. And I guess to put it in context of her entire work she only painted about 150 paintings in mm. her lifetime and of those 55 are self-portraits right now yeah maybe maybe that thinks well maybe that is egotistical but the thing that real artists do is they go to their most famous or most celebrated subject and often that's themselves yeah so you think about rembrandt was yeah, an true. incredible painter of himself yeah. van gogh painted yeah. many self-portraits that is the subject they have most readily available to them and that's quite interesting of course frida carlo perhaps more 
more so than other artists. At age 18, she was in a terrible accident and uh, she was in a, a bus and it collided with a trolley in Mexico City and her spine was broken in three places and she had many months of recovery and she was laid up in bed. Before that, she'd actually wanted to be a doctor. Right. And so after that time, her family uh, put a mirror above her bed and gave her paints and canvases and she started painting the subject that she had available herself. herself. So, you know, this this accident kind of changed the course of her life and really our, all our lives because I don't think we'd remember Frida Kahlo the doctor. No. But many of us know Frida Kahlo the artist. Yeah. Is that why there's an enduring appeal to her, that sort of story that people might know? I think it's a bit of both. Mm. I think, you know, she, it's a really fascinating story. And, of course, uh, Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera that themselves are very interesting. They had such a fraught relationship. They, you know, he was 20 years her senior. Uh, they they both had many, many affairs uh, as they were married. They divorced and then they got married again. Oh, really? So, you know, human nature is we love to sort of know other people's oh. stories. But I think there's something to be said about her art. If her art wasn't any good, we wouldn't be interested in it. But yeah. because it's so fantastic and it's so beautiful to look at and engages us she has that enduring power and she speaks to all of those elements of human nature it's mexican modernism so you might need to explain what that is in terms of a self-portrait because you know it's a self-portrait at the end of the day what's mexican modernism yeah that's right i mean it is a self-portrait at the end of the day but of course she's working in this period in mexican history which is a really important period and I think, you know, as Australians, we, we don't really often have the opportunity to learn about the history of Mexico. So this exhibition gives us that chance to learn a little bit more. Of course, in some ways, it's a history that's a little similar to our own. It's a history of uh, Indigenous cultures that are colonised by mm. um, a European force. In this case, the Spanish colonised Mexico in the late 16th century. Then it's a history of, of repression of Indigenous cultures a time of dictatorship with Porfirio Diaz, and then, of course, the most important period that we talk about in this exhibition is the 1910 Mexican Revolution. Mm. And one of the core, I guess, foundations of this, this revolution is to create social equality. And this is a move away from the fact that Indigenous peoples in Mexico had been sidelined or maligned. And so we see this, um, I guess, raising up of uh, Mexico's Indigenous cultures, and that's referenced in the art. Okay. So we talk about Mexican modernism as a kind of bringing international modernism, but with a really local flavour. So mm. it's a really great celebration of the Indigenous cultures of Mexico. So it's what, early 1900s? Yeah, so uh, sort of the first few decades of the 20th century, really from 1920s right up mm. to the 1950s and 60s. And, of course, Frida was born in 1907 and then died um, prematurely in the 1950s. Uh, so it's for her, that's the period. And as I mentioned, she didn't paint a huge number mm. of works, mm. but, you know, those those works are so critical in that period too. Yeah. When was the last time this type of exhibition came to Australia? Is it likely to keep coming back? Well, interestingly enough, the last time we had a Frida Kahlo exhibition in Adelaide was in 1990. Okay. So this has been a long time coming, yeah. getting some of her works back here. And, of course, Australian collections don't hold any works by Frida Kahlo. So you can't see them unless they come for an international touring exhibition. This incredible collection, which comes from Jacques and Natasha Gelman, they were um, European emigres who went to Mexico in the 19, uh, late 1930s, escaping Europe like so many at mm, the time, mm. uh, ended up in Mexico, fell in love with each other 
and Mexico. And they stayed there and they built this incredible collection. And so this is a, an amazing collection that has been touring for quite some time, but this is, it's come to the end of its tour now. So it will actually um, now return to Mexico and it hasn't got any plans for it to tour so long in the future. Well, okay. All right. It must logistically be difficult bringing, I presume, priceless, I, I would imagine, works of art to Adelaide. It, it is very logistically mm. challenging. Of course, COVID made things a lot harder with yeah. international freight, but it, it certainly takes a lot of extra work to work on creating international freighting and working with all our partners. We need couriers that come with all of the works and oversee the loading and unloading of it. So it's, you know, it certainly is a, a big feat getting yeah. that all here. Yeah. Uh, the themes and feelings you hope people who visit take away, what, what, what are you thinking? What, what should they leave with? Well, I really hope, first and foremost, that the audiences of Adelaide and further afield who mm. come to see the show will get a, a little moment of Mexican culture here in Adelaide. You know, as we said, it's pretty cold and, and dark and gloomy at the moment here. We've had a lot of rain. Uh, but this it's a joyous exhibition. It's full of colour and light. And it's a beautiful moment just to come, come, come in, escape our, our humdrum lives in a way, and come away with this beautiful celebratory moment. And it's really, it's very joyful. It is a there are some tragic elements to the story, as I mentioned, the story of Frida Kahlo, but we do have the opportunity to see her work in the context of all the other artists mm. and to sort of gain deeper understanding as well. Are there any artworks that resonate with you? Oh, it's it's really hard, I suppose. As a curator, I've been working on this exhibition for two years now. Mm. So you work and you work and you're working on spreadsheets with tiny little thumbnails and it's such a fabulous thing when you finally get to that moment of opening the crates and being able to see those works of art that you've only seen as tiny pics and to have that they feel like they're part of you in a way you feel like you have a very special relationship with each and every one but it is i think really lovely to to be able to think well there's this thing called freedomania where people are really obsessed with frida Kahlo's work and it's warranted when you get those works out of the crate and you get them up on the wall. They are fabulous. Okay. And her colour and her painting is just really incredible. So things like um, self-portrait with monkeys where Frida sits there in the middle and, and you've just seen it on the cover, yeah. cover of our magazine. Yes. Um, and she's got these four gorgeous kind of slightly quirky monkeys around her. It's a really glorious painting. Mm-hmm. Uh, any from when she was lying in bed? Well, a lot of them she did complete while she was in Mm. bed. She had so many operations throughout her life Mm. that that was really the primary access she had. So think about that as a as a way of kind of the the creative impetus was such that she had to keep doing it. And we've got some really great photographs as well of Frida throughout her life. And there's these images of her um, towards the end of her life where she's in hospital, she's just undergone an operation, and she's in a plaster cast to support her spine. Mm. And, of course, she can't help herself. It's com- The cast is completely painted as well. <laughs> so she has to paint every surface she comes wow. across. Amazing. You, you talk about opening a crate. Is it like the movies, you know, where you, you prize open the crate? No, and not quite pull out, like that. Pull out the painting well, and kind of... you know, we, we, we very delicately... Yeah. Do it, but it is there is a moment of a kind of a reveal where we very carefully look after everything. We condition check it when mm. it comes out, but you do have that moment where you want to pause. Yeah. This is kind of a, a beautiful thing. We don't have access to these works, so even though we see amazing works of art every day, when we get to see new ones, it's still really special yeah. for all of us. 
All right. Uh, there's a number of public events on running alongside the exhibition. There's live music, there's panel discussions, there's even paint and sip. That's right. We've got a lot for everyone. <laughs> yeah. So we have our wonderful um, First Fridays, which of course have been renamed to Frida First Fridays, Okay. Um, which are ev- the first Friday of each month. And as you say, we'll have some fantastic live music. We'll have workshops, ceramics workshops, paint and sip workshops, um, some panel discussions and lots of other programs. We've also got a lot of things on offer for, for kids and families as well. Yeah. A, a fabulous local artist, Alice Lindstrom, has um, really created our studio, which yeah. is our, our kids and family and everyone space, really, where people can come in and be a bit creative. And she's been inspired by the papel picado, the paper cut kind of art, and has created a beautiful studio, which school groups use during term, but of course, school holidays are coming up pretty soon. Yeah. So it'll be a great space for, for kids and families and uh, everyone alike to come and make something beautiful to join her paper garden. We've talked a bit about Frida Kahlo, but not so much about Diego Rivera, who, I mean, at the, at the beginning, you mentioned, you know, he was more famous. He was essentially a graffiti artist, wasn't he? He did murals. He did do murals. Yeah. And he, he was quite an incredible artist because, as, as I said, she's certainly more famous yeah. now. But he was a, a celebrity artist in really? Mexico in the early 20th century. So, you know, he, he was actually out of the country during the revolution but was bought brought back by the government, by the education minister, Jose Vasconcelos, who decided to create this mural movement. Mm. And it was really reclaiming uh, a, a long tradition of mural painting, which was part of Mexican history. But Vasconcelos brought these muralists, Diego Rivera being the most famous, back, gave them walls around the city, huge walls, to paint. But the, the, the I guess the primary purpose was to paint the history of Mexico. Okay. And it was really an education tool because the indigenous Mexican people didn't have access to education and many of them were illiterate. Mm. So this was a way of actually giving them the opportunity to reclaim their own history. And so they became sort of a little didactic in telling that history, but also a wonderful way of of celebrating art and culture through these incredible murals. Do any exist in Mexico today? Oh, absolutely. And people go all the time to Mexico just to see Diego Rivera's murals and the other artists of that movement. And in fact, Rivera was became so famous, he was commissioned to create murals in the United States as well and in Russia. Um, although he, uh, the Russian was never realised, but he's got some really important murals in Detroit Institute of Art, the Ford murals, which um, celebrate the car industry. And then there's a fabulous mural in um, San Francisco as well. And famously, he was commissioned by Rockefeller to paint a mural in the Rockefeller Center. Right. Uh, but sadly, he included a portrait of Lenin, and they <laughs> didn't want that in there, as you can imagine. Wow. And so the mural was painted over. Oh, really? Destroyed. The whole thing? The whole thing, yeah. They couldn't so, just... Brush out no, Lennon, give him. Rivera him didn't want that to happen, so Ronald McDonald hairstyle or something. <laughs> exactly. Oh. So it's quite a fascinating tale, but you know, I think, I, I guess one of the challenges of Diego's work is the, the incapacity to move them. Yeah, they're very large uh, murals painted directly yes. onto walls. So I've tried to to bring a little bit of that into the exhibition by recreating them as large wall vinyls okay. in the show, just to give you a sense of how grand and how aspirational they are. Did he do canvas at all? He did, did and there are yep. some, some fabulous works in the exhibition. Mm. He's quite famous for his works representing everyday Indigenous people. And um, there's a, a lovely work of uh, the Calla Lily vendors um, showing two young uh, Indigenous women getting the <laughs> Calla Lilies ready to, for sale at the market. 
and there's a, mm. quite a whimsical, funny uh, portrait of cactus, sort of like a cactus family about to step off a canvas. How about that? <clears throat> Tansy, thank you so much for your time today. I hope people get along to the art gallery. Excuse me a sec. <coughs> There we go, hopefully, uh, to, uh, to come and see the exhibition. It sounds amazing, I must say. Uh, the, uh, the Frida and Diego Love and Revolution. It's open at the Art Gallery just last week, a couple of days ago, featuring iconic works by two of the most influential and, uh, loved, from what you say, artists of the 20th century, Frida Carlo and Diego Rivera. And uh, it runs, well, how long? Do we know yet? Yeah, it goes until the 17th of September. Okay. So we've got three months, but as is human nature, we always leave things to the last moment. Yeah. So try not to leave it to the last weekend because that will be the busy yes, weekend. of course. And it, uh, this is the uh, Australia premiere, isn't it, That's here right. in Adelaide? This is exclusive to us here in Adelaide. So, you you know, this is a great opportunity to tell your, your interstate friends uh, mm. to come along and see this and uh, have a moment to share this incredible exhibition. Lovely meeting you, Tansy. Good luck with it. Thank but, you. Thank you so much for having me on.